You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our Patreon review of 1975's One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Why do you think they might think that? Don't make a bit of sense to me. Do you think there's anything wrong with your mind, really? Not a thing, Doc. Uh, Excuse me, miss. Do you think it might be possible to turn that music down so maybe a couple of the boys could talk? Your hand is staining my window. God almighty, she's got you guys coming or going. A little change never hurt, huh? A little variety. Oh, Jesus! Ah, <laughs> oh, come on, you're not gonna say that now. You're not gonna say that now. You're gonna pull that handhouse shit now when the vote the chief just voted it was ten to nine. Now, I want that television set turned on right now! I don't think he's overly psychotic. No, I want something! Done. I think he's dangerous. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, you guys do nothing but complain about how you can't stand it in this place here, and then you haven't got the guts just to walk out? I mean, what do you think you are, for Christ's sake, crazy or something? Well, you're not. Hey, wait a minute. Ah! Hold it! See how easy it is? We're from the, uh... State Mental Institution, uh, this is Dr. Cheswick, Dr. Tabor, Dr. Scanlon, I'm Dr. McMurphy. Hey, Mikey! What? All right, take him over! Get out over here! Get out, Tabe! <laughs> How about it, you creep, you lunatics, mental defective? <laughs> Thank you, Mac. Thank you. I'll never forget you. All right, everyone, you were just listening to the trailer for the 1975 film One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and the story is as follows. When Randall Patrick McMurphy gets transferred for evaluation from a prison farm to a mental institution, he assumes it will be a less restrictive environment. Nurse Ratchet runs the psychiatric ward with an iron fist, keeping her patients cowed through abuse, medication, and sessions of electroconvulsive therapy. The battle of wills between the rebellious McMurphy and the inflexible Ratchet soon affects all of the ward's patients. This is a Patreon review from the Next Best Picture podcast, and the film is directed by the late great Milos Forman, written by Lawrence Hobbin and Bo Goldman, and it stars Jack Nicholson, Louise Fletcher, William Redfield, Will Sampson, Brad Dorif, Sidney Lassick, Christopher Lloyd, Danny DeVito, and a few others. Joining me for this very special podcast review, which we are calling Last Best Picture because it was voted on by you, the fans of Next Best Picture, from a list of films that were either nominated or won the Academy's highest honor for Best Picture, I have with me Daniel Howitt, everybody. Hello. And Josh Parham. Hello, hello, everyone. This is very exciting because we're reviewing what I think is a classic. And I love that this was voted on by our fans. And to show my appreciation, I want to just mention really quickly before we get into the movie, our Patreon fans. Andrew Purr, Audrey Parker, Brian B., 
Chavelle Dixon, Sydney Shee, Daniel Jakes, Phelan Film, Ian Balakalak, JC Lynn, Jeffrey Rex Bertelson, Josh Blumenkrantz, Joshua Connolly, Kevin Clawwitter, Kevin Jacobson, Matthew St. Clair, Michael Riccardi, Midline Network, Michael Baranowski, Rebecca Richin, Ryan McQuaid, Stephen Keller, and Whit Festmeyer. Without you guys and your support, we would not be doing this podcast review today. This is the first of our series called Last Best Picture. And this one Best Picture, along with a couple of other Oscars, which we will get into in a bit here, this film is culturally significant. It was chosen uh, to be in the National Film Registry in 1993. It's one of the AFI's uh, top 100 movies of all time. I mean, the accolades just keep going on and on and on. After revisiting it uh, after all this time, let's start off with you first, Dan. What did you think of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Yeah, this has been one of my favorite movies for a while, uh, but I actually hadn't revisited it in in years, maybe maybe four years or some or more. It had been quite a while, so this was a great refresher for me. And to see is it still one of my favorite movies of all time? Is it still up there for me? Um, and yes, it is. Uh, I I love this movie. I think it's so fantastic. And the first thing that that strikes me every time I watch it uh, are the performances. Uh, this is such a fantastic cast all around. Um, obviously, Jack Nicholson is is the standout. He's the star, um, and and he's just spectacular here. This this is probably his best performance for me. Um, it's just spectacular. It's layered. It's guarded. Um, and it's not just him that's good. All the supporting patients are so fantastic. I remember the first time I watched it years and years ago, I, I didn't even realize it was Danny DeVito there as Martin Martini because he's just he just feels like a totally different person. And, and that's true of all of those supporting patients. Um, it's just such a diverse and unique kind of a grouping of of interesting actors so um i I think it's fantastic but the story itself is just as great it's tragic uh it's it's human and uh it's it's a really great look at at mental health and and human worth and yeah overall it is such a solid movie worth all of the accolades that are that are uh poured out upon it yeah i love this movie josh parm what do you think yeah i i echo everything said there i really do adore this movie too you know, I've spoken before about how much I just really admire Milos Forman. And what really strikes me about this film in particular is just how natural everything feels. You know, you mm-hmm. feel like that you are just dropped right into this hospital with all of these other patients. And there's never a moment that feels inauthentic. It, it feels so close and intimate uh, through his direction of that film. And it's just so in- incredible and so detailed and layered at the same time. And yeah, those performances are great. Nicholson is at his best here. And this is a movie that feels like it was born to win a SAG Ensemble Award if it had existed back in the day. Like every single member of that ward, it, you know, has moments of just of just such brilliance in it. And, you know, the, oh, it's just so incredible. And the story is fantastic and so wonderful and tender and revealing. And yet just overall, it is it is an incredible piece of filmmaking. No doubt about that. I know that we're going to get into a lot of thoughts here. We're going to talk a lot about the film's themes, the performances, pretty much every aspect you can imagine about this movie here. 
But the first thing I do have to point out, you're right, Josh. This is one of the all-time great ensemble casts. Hmm. I mean, there's not a single bad performance in this movie from anyone. And everyone is so, so good. I mean, I obviously, Jack Nicholson, Louise Fletcher, both Academy Award winners for this film. But the one who always gets me the most just in terms of like how convincing he is is Sidney Lassick who plays um Cheswick in the movie oh god yeah. oh he breaks my wow. heart every yeah. time so good i mean every every single line you know like when he's saying like when they're playing cards he's like do you do you want to play I, I'm martini i i want to play like Every line is so heartbreaking. Like even that moment, when Nurse Ratchet like mm. asks him to speak at the uh, meeting, and he he takes he takes like a few moments before actually saying the line. He like looks around, and you can tell like he's like struggling to just get the words out. And he just goes, "Me, like, <laughs> oh my lord, it is unbelievable." Like I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then you know it, it all culminates in that one scene he has where they're all sitting around in the group therapy session and he's demanding Nurse Ratchet for um, his cigarettes. And, you know, to this day, like, you know, his his lines in that movie and his moments were like, but he's just like, I want something done! I want something done! Man, that has not left my mind. I mean, if there's like an unsung performance in this movie, it, it's got to be him. Fully agree. Yeah, that's that scene where he, he basically starts the whole riot. I mean, uh, it's so powerful because he's been such a, uh, you know, weak character. And, and finally, he de- demands that, you know, what he wants. I loved it. Such a good scene. And you know what's you know, what like baffles me, too, is um, there's a scene in the movie where they reveal how many of these patients are actually self-committed and they could leave at any time that they want and Cheswick is one of them mm-hmm. and it got me to wonder during this time when this film was made you know like 19 1970s here um and, it, and it, obviously it was a play and it was a novel uh before that but understanding mental illness and what actually is mental illness we get a glimpse of that when we watch Jack Nicholson's performance in this movie. Is he truly insane? Is he just dangerous? Are the two one and the same? Do we still understand mental illness, you know, today? We think we do. We think we understand it better. I mean, I, I it gave me a lot to chew on in terms of understanding Arby's characters just... Is there something like? Is there something more there? I mean, because who's the one? Who's the one guy that the uh, Harding, Dale Harding, mm-hmm. played by William Redfield in this movie? He seems like he's perfectly fine. If anything, it almost seems like he's there, like the chief and like um, Randall McMurphy, because they can't cope in the real world, and the structure and the uh, that the that the hospital provides for them is what is ultimately uh, keeping them calm and keeping them going through life. Or preventing them from going through life, and 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 they're there because they can't. Um, they're 
afraid to move on you know with harding it's it's he can't deal with his wife he he doesn't know what to do and he's so troubled and so he's there it's almost stunting his growth um and that's why i love that scene where they uh, reveal who's there voluntarily because you see the the genuine um I don't know, anger and sadness in McMurphy that all these men are, you know, some of them should be there, sure, but absolutely not people like Harding. They shouldn't be committed. They just need help. And uh, man, that, that scene really moves me. Hi, everyone. Sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our full review for One Flew Over to Cuckoo's Nest, which you can get if you subscribe to our Patreon page for a minimum of $1 a month. You get this episode plus other exclusive podcast content, which we are releasing now almost on a weekly basis. We're getting there slowly but surely, but for $1 minimum a month, hopefully in time, we will soon get there. Thank you so much for listening to the Next Best Picture podcast review of One Flew Over to Cuckoo's Nest. You can subscribe to the Next Best Picture podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, and also on CastBox. Be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you think of the show. And as always, we will see you all next time. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.